1: Is Bill Press and friends on the District Productive Network? Everything has changed now. The world is a different place. The America that we knew and loved is very, very different. Case in point: our new Labor Secretary is the guy <laughs> is the guy who runs Carl's Jr. or and Hardee's. Wait. A minute, so, by the way. Carl's Jr. is West Coast, Hardee's is East Coast. Is that right? Is that how that works? Sure. I've never been to no a Carl's idea. Jr. I've only I'm a, actually I, you know what? Only there had... was
2: a Carl's Jr. in Tucson when I went out there. Okay, so,
1: yeah. so it's a it's like a west of the Mississippi, east of the Mississippi thing. I think because we only had Hardee's where I was when I was growing up, which for the record makes a decent breakfast biscuit. Or used to anyway. I I got, good God, I haven't eaten there in forever. You kidding me? Hey, ooh. How, like, I, all I know is uh, their slogan is, Hardee's, eat like you mean it, which is an aggressive way of eating food, which seems like an aggressive way of sustaining your body.
2: <laughs> I'm pulling up a Carl's Jr. commercial right now. I don't think we can play it, but it's, it's, it's titled Bacon Three-Way Burger Fantasty Commercial. Say no more. Say no more. Say no more. I mean,
1: they are-
2: The next video on YouTube, top five sexiest Cars <laughs> Jr. band commercials.
1: Because <laughs> this is their thing. They're the ones that did the commercials with uh, attractive women in bikinis, washing cars, and eating gigantic burgers.
2: Yeah, Kate Upton, I think, was the last one. I, Who, by the way, was kind of a Trump supporter. Yeah, kind of. She was a- uh, Kind of. Anthem protester. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not so. She didn't like the anthem protester. Paris
1: Hilton did one of those Carl's Jr. ads. Remember that, where she like put on a bikini and like just like on top of a car, squeezing the sponge out with the with the the car wash water all over her body, and then she grabs a, a disgusting, a, just a disgusting looking burger and just eats it.
2: America, it's horrible. That's the scene out of Idiocracy, which is where we are now.
1: That is a scene out of Idiocracy, and that's the guy running the labor department. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know that, I I mean, like, I just, I I don't, I I mean, I, I don't know how we got here. I just don't know how we went this far this fast. And that's part of what I want to talk to you about today. Remember, we're tweeting at BP Show, at BP Show. I want to get your comments on this because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday, a Democrat, an older Democrat, um, been around for a while, and he says to me because we were talking about how the Democrats are going to fight back against this these Trump picks, and when you look at the news out there, like Donald Trump saying he's going to remain a producer on the Apprentice. While he's president, by the way. I mean, can you imagine? And we were talking about all the different, different business problems and the terrifying cabinet that he's putting together. And this person says to me, well, you know, I mean, the one thing you can't say about this election is that people didn't know who they were voting for. They knew who they were voting for when they voted for Donald Trump. Which I don't necessarily disagree with. I think that Donald Trump was... Fairly well-defined throughout the course of the election. So, yes, people know exactly what they voted. They they knew who they were voting for. And they that, voted for one of America's biggest reality stars. Yeah. I mean, which look, makes
2: me think that if Kanye West actually ran in 2020, he'd win.
1: I don't disagree with that, by the way. I'm not saying that's good. For which democracy. a year ago,
2: I would have thought you were crazy for saying something oh, yeah. like
1: that. Dude, a month and a half ago, I would have said you were crazy. I mean, before the election, <laughs> before I, I, once this election happened, it's, it became very clear to me very quickly, literally anything could happen. I mean, why not Mark Cuban? Why not Kanye West? Right? Why not uh, Beyonce Knowles? Why not? Why not? I mean, if Trump could do it, why not? So this conversation we were having, I, I get to the point where I asked him, I was just like, so how are Democrats going to stall? How are they going to fight? How are they going to keep these cabinet uh, members from actually doing the damage that they have promised to do? And he says to me, well, you know, people knew who they were voting for. And the Democrats can only do so much and, frankly, should only do so much. Because if they get in the way of what the people voted for, it's going to be very bad for Democrats. To which I say, uh, hogwash. I said hogwash because I, I can't say what I really want to say. But hogwash, hogwash! I mean, look at, look at who's going into this cabinet. You, you have to, at some point, disassociate Democrats as a party and their success and their health and well-being versus the fundamental, you know, nature of our country. Are we really going to be a country that puts a fast food executive who is anti-worker and anti-minimum wage in charge of the Labor Department? Are we really going to put someone who wants to see people paying more money to the healthcare, big healthcare, big pharma, as the head of the HHS? Are we really a country that wants to see someone who believes that the EPA is a bad, horrible, hurtful organization, running the EPA. Scott Pruitt is maybe the most anti-EPA leader in America, and he's now running it. So the question is, does Trump have a mandate? No, is the answer to that. I can answer that one for you. Trump does not have a mandate. And should Democrats stand up? Should they fight? And how do we fight? How do they fight? How do they disrupt Trump's cabinet? When do we do it? And how do we do it? That's my question for you, 866 press 866 7377 We're also on Twitter, as I mentioned, at BP Show, and I am on Twitter, at Peter Ogburn. Really quick comment, by the way, from Robbie. Robbie Bright always weighs in. Uh, it's Carl's Jr. West Coast and Hardee's East Coast, and just plain effing awful nationwide. Not wrong. Amen. <laughs> not wrong. Have you ever eaten at a Hardee's or Carl's Jr.? I have not. Never. No. Bless you, man.
2: There's a drive. Uh, there's a drive-through Hardee's down the street here, off of H Street. Wait, really?
1: Yeah. Has right? never
2: seen it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the end of H Street, above H Street a little bit. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea.
1: We should go. <laughs> sure, why not?
2: What the hell? Might as well see what uh,
1: <laughs> see see what our labor department a, is going to look like. Get a taste of the next administration. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally. So, so the question to you is: How do we fight back? How do we do this? Now, I have a couple of ideas I'd like to share with you. First of all, there is a Jamie. I'm gonna I'm gonna go sort of in a roundabout way here. I want to play. Uh, the Mitch McConnell clip where he was saying goodbye to Harry Reid yesterday because Harry Reid, for a lot of his faults, um, you know, went out on top. He preserved Nevada. He kept his seat and he added uh, Democratic seats to it. Uh, And when he was saying goodbye yesterday, all of these senators lined up to say goodbye to him, including Mitch McConnell.
2: Harry and I have two very different worldviews, two different ways of doing things, and two
1: different sets of legislative priorities but through the years we've come to understand some things about one another and we've endeavored to keep our disagreements professional rather than personal bull crap man boy it's i I mean mitch mcconnell is one of the most toxic disgusting individuals and for him to come out there and parade around like oh well we had a really good working relationship no no i mean He stood in the way... I mean, Barack Obama, when he was elected in 2008, had maybe the biggest mandate of any president ever, ever, ever. And as soon as he was elected, Mitch McConnell came out and said, we want him to be a one-term president, and that is all we want. We don't want to see the country do well. We don't want to see jobs coming back. We don't want to see the economy recover, which, oh, P.S., by the way, it did. Big League... He wanted to see Barack Obama be a one-term president. Sorry, Mitch. Sorry, buddy. So you cannot cozy up. You cannot give this, you know, these niceties to the other side. And it starts with Mitch McConnell and it starts with Paul Ryan. Anytime that you talk, you hear somebody talking about Paul Ryan, and they say, "Oh, well, you know, Paul Ryan is just a policy wonk. You know, he's a real numbers guy. He, you know, you know, he's a he's a real uh, a wonks wonk. He love he really loves to get into the numbers." Paul s, he is a monster. He is a monster, and he enabled Donald Trump to be president. If Paul Ryan had come out early on and just said, "You know what, guys, good." Good grief. We cannot, as a, my best, my best, Paul Ryan. You know, God, God, good grief, guys. We are just, you know, we are not this. We are better than this. This is the party of Lincoln. No. He didn't do that. He just lined up. Lined up to kiss that big, fat, white ass of Donald Trump's and helped normalize him and gave establishment Republicans a reason to vote for a monster. So anything moving forward that involves working with Paul Ryan or working with Mitch McConnell or working with any of these other guys who enabled Trump into the White House, shut it down. Shut it down. There are people who say, oh, we need to wait and see what this cabinet is going to do. Maybe, you know, this new head of the EPA is going to come in and he's going to make some really smart decisions. Uh, you know, changes and really streamline the process. Okay, yeah, you keep waiting and you see how that turns out for you. I have a guess as to how that's going to go. 866-55-PRESS is our telephone number. I am not confident the Democrats, by the way, are going to be able to stand up and have this fight. Who leads the fight? Who leads the fight? I'd love to hear your comments on that at uh, BP Show on Twitter, at BP Show on Twitter. Twitter. Grace says, since the Carl's Jr. man baby hates people so much, people should stop eating Carl's Jr. I've stopped eating Carl's Jr. (laughs) or Hardee's. I I just, I don't, I'm not going to eat that.
2: He complains about her health. What does he do? He's 70 years old. Um, He's not slim and trim. He (laughs) brags about eating fast food every day. Look at his health a little bit.
1: Harry gets that little It's that little knife right in the side there. And by the way, something else I got to say, Tulsi Gabbard, who we like very much on this show, uh, came out to talk about Trump's cabinet, because not only are we talking about billionaires who have wrecked the working class to try and get rich, which is exactly who we're talking about when we look at this labor secretary, Mr. Um, What's this guy's name? Andy Puzder. Carl's Jr. guy, Andy Puzder. When you look at those guys, not only do you have those problems, but you have the military problem, which Bill talked about extensively yesterday, where Donald Trump is filling his cabinet with members of the military. And Tulsi Gabbard comes out and says, well, that's okay. I don't share their concerns. In fact, as a veteran and as someone who's still serving in the Hawaii Army National Guard, I find it pretty offensive for people to
3: outright discriminate against veterans. Here you have generals who have literally spent their whole lives serving our country, putting service before self, putting their
0: lives on the line to defend democracy, and yet people are criticizing them and discriminating against them, saying just because you oh, served on. as a general previously, you are disqualified from Tulsi, serving in a high what, position what, of leadership. What
2: is that? Well, let's see, Peter. I'm looking at my future of the Democratic Party leaders list. <laughs> We're going to have to uh, cross her off. Yeah.
1: Okay. Here's uh, Tulsi's so, yeah. name. Okay. Sorry, Tulsi. Oh, that was a good run. Oh, darn it all. Now come on guys, I mean you can criticize the idea that our government is going to be run by the military. You can criticize that idea and still respect the men and women who put on the uniform. Brendan James uh, aka Deep underscore Beige, Uh, he is a politics and media writer. He is uh, a longtime friend of the show. We've had him on the phone multiple times. Yeah, uh, and we now have him in studio. This is the first time we've actually met. I know. We've been we've been Twitter pals for quite and some we've time been doing now.
0: Doing this dance for a while, and it's finally here. Here we are. It. Yeah, it's nice to meet you. Nice Thanks for coming you. in. Yeah,
1: Brennan also is uh, the producer for Chapo Trap House. Yeah, my f- well, my second favorite podcast. My favorite is of course ours sure. that we do, which is on iTunes. Uh, but my second favorite is Chapo Trapos. You my, guys do such a great job. My
0: second favorite is your show, too.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank and you. And my first is mine. That's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. We've talked to the guys from Chapo on the show, all of them, um, except for Matt. We haven't had Matt Christmas. Well, He's in show.
0: Ohio. He's not.
1: Yeah, I don't think no. that's, yeah. I
0: don't think they that's, have the internet or... I don't
1: think that's a thing
0: that... He sends us via, um, like, a carrier pigeon. He <laughs> tapes it on, a, like, a four-track. Yeah. Then, Sends that over, and then I have to, you know, convert it and all this stuff. So it's it's just hard to reach him. What a pain! And I don't blame, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: that's the, that's, that's the life of a producer. We're the thankless job maybe, of a producer. It's time to maybe get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't blame Exclu- him. Uh,
0: Bill Bill Press exclusive.
1: Exclusive. Yeah. We have a Bill Press show is that exclusive. the camera? Where yeah, yeah, yeah. That, this yeah. is your camera. That's that's going to be on you. <laughs> um, let, it's let too early
0: to be on camera. Let him know. Okay, yeah.
1: Uh, speaking of producers, ours is Jamie Benson in there running the board. Hello, Jamie. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning. Uh, how you doing in there? Doing well. Yeah?
2: took a NyQuil last night. I'm a little. little. little what
1: do you mean you throusy? took a NyQuil last night? I've been, fi- I've been fighting off a potential cold all week. So you take it? So the night. Ny- I can't do NyQuil, dude. Not with the morning show.
2: Well, I, I take it earlier in the night so that I'm not too. So I don't sleep through my alarm. What time would
1: you take NyQuil? I
2: take it around like 6 p.m. Too late.
1: That's not too late. It's too late. <laughs> It's too late. I
2: mean, I'm a little NyQuil hungover That's what but I'm I saying, though. You're going to get messed up. I didn't sleep through Honestly, my Honestly,
0: Jamie, it's coming through on the show. Yeah, so, uh... we,
1: we've all been dancing around it all day, Jamie. It's really no, way to, no easy way, way to say to this, but uh, and... it's clear that you're under the influence of NyQuil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Ray Rogers is screening your calls at 866 55 Press, 866 557 7377. And Cyprian Bolding is uh, putting our video feed out there Jamie you are uh, a good producer I enjoy working with you uh, you are <laughs> mostly okay except for when he pulls clips that I have to listen to mm. that make me just like projectile vomit sure which is uh, what he did this morning this mm. is a clip there was a thing here in Washington DC there apparently Arkansas has a thing called cheese dip okay mm-hmm. do we know about cheese does anybody know about cheese dip that mm. sounds fine I love cheese. I love dip. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of cheese dip. I mean, but this is like—I guess it's a regional Arkansas thing. But then there's in Texas they have queso, uh, yeah. which is often like they, they sometimes they'll like put some chilies or whatever in. Yeah. It, right.
2: W- so what they, I would guess is cheese dip is more just like your plain fondue, just like melted Velveeta. Yeah, is what I would
1: imagine. Which I'm here for. I'm, I'm not judging. So they had a little a little competition between the cheese dip and the queso dip, and who was there to represent Texas? None other.
0: I bet it's uh, Ted Cruz. It's
1: Ted Cruz. It's Ted Cruz. You are correct, Brendan. And he also spoke about his love of cheese dip in the most disgusting way possible. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, no, this was this is horrifying. Just let, just let. Here he is. It it speaks to the soul. Good queso
2: relaxes you. Look, if cheese dip can be served on a Ritz cracker or with one of those tiny Vienna sausages. Queso is made to be scooped up with tortilla chips dribbling down your chin. Dribbling down your your chin! chin. One is a visceral, emotional, powerful family bond as you and your kids pour in the nachos covered in queso. Uh, The other
1: is party favors at at an afternoon tea. All right, Brendan, I'm sorry you had to be here uh, to watch me vomit everywhere. Uh, Is that horrifying? Um, Drib- dribbling down your chin. I like that like
0: Ted Cruz can't like talk about anything without going into words like visceral. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, by your logic, so the, yeah, yeah. The,
1: the cheese dip is yeah. really no more than a spread. That
0: really should have been. A, it reminds me of in in the Democratic debates when Jim Webb was still in the running, and there were like kind of fun questions, like, "So, what's your uh, f- <laughs> favorite ice cream?" And he was like, "I will kill again." Yeah, I killed the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember I the the, the look on his face, and they're like, "All right, let's, uh, yeah. let's not even try with this." I have that's to say,
2: t- the enemy soldier that threw the grenade that wounded me. But he's not around
1: right now to <laughs> talk to. You believe this guy? That was instant. You believe uh, this guy? Gee, you believe I, this guy over here? Nah, a, look I, at him. You're putting That's me the NyQuil. Shame.
0: This is now making me look bad. That's that NyQuil. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> NyQuil Jimmy putting on
1: a it. clinic. Jesus. Yeah.
0: Um. Can I say Jesus? I, I, I won't. You can so.
1: say Jesus, okay. yeah.
0: I was saying it positively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a negative blasphemy thing. Yeah, that's a terrifying clip. Terrifying clip. Dribble down the chin. So unnecessary to even evoke that. You yeah, uh, Cruz. Uh, One
2: of those tiny Vienna sausages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the the studio is now just filled with vomit. Yes, yeah, we're just. It's just disgusting. It's dippable at this point. Yeah, it's di- it's Dribbling down your chin. Oh, okay. No more of that, please.
0: He's yeah. getting too liberal now. With Jamie, the clips. take the
1: clip and burn it. Just get rid of the clip forever and ever.
0: Werner Herzog that thing. Yeah, exactly. At, at you cannot, an afternoon tea. <laughs> you cannot listen to this. It will always Never. be the yeah. white whale.
1: Yeah. Ah! Okay. So, you? Brendan,
2: I got it out of my system. Okay, you
1: you good? Yeah, no, was... it's good. It's good. This is good stuff. I'm glad we're doing this. Uh, Brendan, you talk about the media, you write about the media. Um uh, we've been talking a lot today because Hillary Clinton yesterday came back to the Capitol. Uh, And she talks specifically about fake news. Mm. Uh, Jamie, do you have that clip where she talked about it? Yeah, I need this.
0: This isn't about politics or partisanship. Lives are at risk. Lives of ordinary people just trying to go about their days to do their jobs contribute to their communities. It's a danger that must be addressed and addressed quickly.
1: I can't do Democrat voice like like Chapo can, (laughs) but that's a pretty good example of... So th- that's about me. <laughs>
0: that's that's about fake news. Yeah, the lives. I mean, I get it with the with with the Comet Pizza thing that's sure. been bubbling up. I'm sure there has to be some level of um, gravity to these remarks now that it's transcended just online foolishness and is crossed over into threats of violence or whatever. But um, that is a pretty hyperbolic way to be talking about fake Facebook articles. I, I didn't know that. But
1: yeah. You- She, 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 it's literally a matter of life and death for her.
0: For, yeah, well, for us all, I guess. Um, No, and, and we've, we've, you know, on the show and and elsewhere, we've, we've tried to talk to, actually, we talked to Adam Curtis. He's an upcoming guest, the BBC documentarian um, and one of the co hosts' personal heroes about the fake news stuff. And I mean, is it a weird, dystopic facet of contemporary life? Yes. But I mean, I'm not sure if this explicit, prankster um, fake news Facebook style fake news is any more damaging and in fact has any hope of being more damaging than the more old-fashioned type of fake news that say led us to invade a country in 2003 that Hillary Clinton supported um, readily and that uh, while we should probably look to limit these types of articles from getting too much play they're not new. Like, this isn't new.
1: I was going to say, I, I'm I'm of a certain age. Uh, I'm I'm older than everybody else here today. Uh, Definitely
0: older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a that was little aggressive. Like below the belt. That yeah. was a little aggressive. i cranky. Uh, <laughs> I do that every morning, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah okay. you fit right in. You're pretending to be offended. You hear it all the time. Yeah, it's true.
1: Um, but, I, I mean, I, I remember when Bill Clinton was in the White House the first time around, right? And Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were, con- were, were, were people were saying that they killed Vince Foster. <laughs> right. Or that they had a secret... Uh, runway where they were trafficking in drugs, yeah, 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 yeah. and I used to have I, where I grew up. It was certainly more prevalent in the South, but like the group of people I was with, these they were just presented to me as facts right. as a kid. Right, like, I was just told, right. like this is what she's doing. She, oh, she killed Vince Foster. Right. So, like, it's been around for that. And then you, you talk about the intelligence that George W. Bush, the fake yeah. intelligence, yeah. the fake news that George W. Bush used.
0: I mean, I'm being a little hyperbolic there in my own way by saying that that was the same thing as, a, like, a, a purposely constructed fake news story. But the offshoots of the... Actual official yeah. mi- misconstruals were just as—I mean—they proliferated. And also, I mean, if you want, I also want to go back to the Bush administration. Carl Rowe was the master of sure. spreading a, a fake email chain about Cindy Sheehan or anti-war press t- pr- protesters. Fake news is, has been around before the internet, definitely during the internet, and it's—it's it's a little wild to see. I guess because the, the the Democrats just lost an election, it's now serious. Like it's now—it's right. na- it's now this phenomenon that needs to be confronted.
1: Is, is fake news the reasons that she lost the election? Yeah,
0: it's it's anything but you know yeah. uh, policy yeah. or or candidates.
1: And that's the thing that's so uh, hard for us to watch when we are obviously sympathetic to people who are against <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah, and
0: that's going to be the trick going forward.
1: I mean, it's at, at some point you just also have to say like, you, you got to wake up. You got to own up. You got to own up to this, and you got to just say, okay, we we screwed this up. Yeah, we screwed this up.
0: Yeah. And and I, I think that and Come- there are a lot of people who aren't there yet. No, 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 I I mean, you know some of them won't get there at all. no. Um, but for over the next two years, I think that there's 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 gonna be a speedy uh, sort of reckoning that people like us should be ready to help along um, for people who aren't yet ready to just you know accept this and not blame it on Comey right. or blame it on fake news or whatever right, you right. Know, and just get with the program. But
1: Hillary won the popular vote?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just not impressed that California, whatever, like turned out for her and right. or whatever. I mean, it's just that wasn't their job to win the popular vote. Right. Their job to win the election.
1: Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, I hope that helps you sleep better. at night, Yeah. That you won the popular right. vote. That's. that's and there nice, is a lot of that. That's a nice though. concession. Yeah.
0: And, 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 and I think it still smacks of a kind of. Uh, denial yeah. that says like no, she, like if you say it enough times, it's an incantation that'll sort of you know spread this dust over inauguration day where she'll just appear in Trump's place because she won the popular vote and that's you can't deny that like yeah. it's very it's grasping it's a little desperate. It'll fade. Ask, it'll fade away.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I, I really do think that eventually reality is going to set in. We, yeah. we're, I mean, we're barely a month away yeah. from the election, yeah. and there uh, uh, give people time to mourn whatever. I mean, I got an email the other day. I don't know if I should mention. Yeah, I'll mention this. So I got an email the other day. I won't say who it was from, but it was someone who who had worked in the Bill Clinton administration, and said that from that moment that he left, like they had been working to get Hillary Clinton elected president. No doubt. So like, like a very long time. I mean, it's twenty years. Yeah. That like your singular focus has yep. been trying to get Hillary Clinton elected yeah. for however you know yeah. silly that might be yeah. whether or not she's your candidate, but yeah. like you th- this was the pinnacle you thought and it was there it Twice. was there yeah i mean up until you know i mean it, that that election night people were walking into it and it was over in their mind and to have yeah. it taken away in that way yeah i imagine it's just going to take some time and yeah. some people might not ever get there far better than kate
0: mckinnon's uh, in my opinion just grueling next day SNL was that brutal thing. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. I mean I watched thing? like 3 oh, seconds of it. I, I didn't watch the whole oh. thing. You know, and I'm sure that wasn't Kate McKinnon's idea. Sure, Far better was her um, was her rendition a couple months back when everything was still kind of in play of, of Hillary sort of grabbing the camera and being like I am your yeah, leader. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. that that's what they've been doing for the past 20 years is being like no, it's it's accept it. D- accepted everybody. Yeah. The, the, the Americans just don't realize yeah. that this is too important to be left to them. You know, yeah. we're in charge now. And uh and it's of course no one wanted it to be like this but there is a certain there's a certain type of poetic justice in it going so wrong and saying like you can't treat elections like that you can't treat democracy like that you're not entitled to it no matter if you're a dynasty or not
1: it hurts to say that but i but i i do it's part of why it failed you know
0: it's it's part of why the the campaign didn't play and why people weren't so gung-ho about showing up to the polls is they they were being told this was you know just
1: a fait accompli so moving forward yeah um Bernie Sanders is still in the mix. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren, I think, has jumped out in a very effective way. Yeah. yeah. Um the, the but still, I think as much as it pains me to say this, the face of the Democratic Party right now is Chuck Schumer. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi?
0: I guess it matters the the, the face is is different depending on what section of the party or what what yeah. vision of the party you have. And um it's it's certainly not encouraging to think that a good portion of people view it as Chuck Schumer's face yeah. because he, he, he's he been a side face, one of the Cerberus three headed dog faces of the party <laughs> since like, you know, the, the 90s. And, right. and he's been responsible in turning the party into what it is, which is a party that answers to Wall Street and a party that answers to the worst uh, parody of a limousine liberal donor class yep. and professional managerial class um and that's certainly true and, and and he is going to unfortunately for a lot of progressives and lefties be a a a power broker but i mean i'm i i i think quicker than i thought keith ellison has 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 cropped up as a voice that even schumer has now had to you know throw his lot in with and mm. you know at least representative of what kind of new ideas and what kind of new faces we can be seeing take a, a bigger role so for some people it's keith ellison for some people it's warren for some people it's sanders and you know i i think sanders is of course of the age where he, he's not going to be i mean he he, he should troll this party basically until absolutely until he, i'm all and, for it. And, and, until he he retires now but um he's indicative of the direction that it needs to go and and i think a, a lot of people are feeling that
1: we already got um but this was before you came in because of something I said, but uh, we got a couple of comments on Twitter from people oh. saying that Bernie cost Hillary the election. Yeah. Donald it's... Trump,
0: I'm sure you guys get that a No, lot. We, we agree. We, we say that ourselves. <laughs> sort of the, the philosophy of the show. Is that yeah. He never should have run and yeah. there was no problem yeah. and that uh, this was only due to him going up and saying um, that uh, the, he, he can't wait to do more racism after he uh, steps down from the campaign. There's only two genders. Uh, that was a weird platform. <laughs> it wasn't a platform. Platform that yeah. a progressive should have run. And yeah, so weird, we right? point that out all the time. Yeah, good. On good. I'm, glad, I'm glad you're. So keeping these them commenters honest. are right, and I agree with them. Glad you're keeping them on. Chapo alternate
1: universe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Hey everybody, this is Bill Press. Thanks for listening to the Bill Press and Friends podcast. And now do yourself a favor if you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Here's what you do: just search for the Bill Press show. Then you can take us with you and listen in anywhere you go, and you'll get new shows from us as soon as they're posted. And one more thing, if you really enjoy Bill Press and Friends, please help us grow by telling a friend, writing a review, and giving us a rating on iTunes. It's so great to have you on board. Many thanks. Emma Roller is in studio. I would tell you to follow her on Twitter, but she is no longer on Twitter.
3: Well, for the time being. We've
1: had it we're having a Twitter hiatus.
3: Yes. Is that what's happening. I'm doing a, a social media cleanse actually. Okay. Well, I
1: wanna, I actually want to ask you about this because yeah. um, I've seen a couple of people do this. They just like it's it's just like too much to handle or it's just too much. I mean, some people are getting too much abuse.
0: It's been an exhausting year. It has
1: been really really exhausting. And honestly, I will say whatever piece I've been able to find with um, with the election, every time I open up Twitter, it just goes away. Yeah. It's just like, oh Jesus. Yeah. So, um, why did you delete Twitter?
3: Right. Uh, it it wasn't so. That much. sounded
1: judgy. That wasn't judgy. Why did you N- delete Twitter? Though?
3: No, no. I know. This is this is a safe space. Oh, this right? is, we're in a
1: trust tree. Everybody's yeah. safe here. No problems at all. Yes. <laughs> <we're> very, <laughs> at this is a sanctuary before. studio.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, I deleted Twitter not because of like the harassment stuff, which I've like gotten before, and I mean, you never really get used to it, but but I just changed my had changed my notifications so I don't get like
1: anything from men stuff from that would be smart. That would
3: be a great that'd be feature. a good filter. That would be a great feature for Twitter to add, Jack Dorsey, if you're listening. <laughs> just like big list
1: big viewer of the show, yeah, he
3: watches all the time. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's been kind of an exhausting year, but I feel kind of guilty saying that because like my job wasn't harder than like many many reporters jobs like people who were going to trump rallies every single day and you know having getting booed by thousands of people every day i only did that like three times over the mm. course of the campaign but um yeah i mean i took the election result hard i guess i was also alone in tampa the day after the election which uh, was like um, no
1: one should ever be alone the only thing worse than that is alone in gainesville <laughs> But that's bad. <laughs> I've
3: been there. I was there too. Oh like no, a few I'm sorry weeks to later. hear that. <laughs> I feel like elite <laughs> media
0: jump on their progressive shows and really bash real America. Yeah, right, apparently. Yeah. My parents apparently.
3: lived in Gainesville, so I feel well, no. It, it was a lovely town actually, but it was just like the isolation of like yeah. being there and um but just like endlessly scrolling through Twitter and everything like being worse than I'd even imagined and It just got very overwhelming and I had a very dark couple of weeks and um, yeah, then I was just like, well, I can't go on this way and I don't have a job right now. There's no real reason for me to be on Twitter, Um, although it's like kind of the default way that media types network and it's almost like our LinkedIn with more sarcasm. It's like sarcasm. AIM, is how I
0: think of it. Yeah, Remember AIM? I mean. <laughs> it's public AIM, basically. Yeah. You have your away messages when you you do, you know, you link to a Linkin Park video to kind of let people know how you're feeling <laughs> that day. And then otherwise, you, you, know, you, you just talk about your feelings and stuff like that. But I, I actually do, do want to um, pick up on something Emma said because I think you're being too hard on yourself. You may not have been like as, um, you know, doing all the exact shoe leather reporting type stuff throughout the year, but like, as far as Twitter goes, just, yeah, just just lose that just um, lose it you can just take it off it's um fine. you 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 were left to more time on twitter by default and it's i mean i don't think you sound like you're comparing the struggle of covering a campaign and flying from state to state to dealing with posts but like if you're on twitter too much and if you have that time it can be a very very taxing and draining thing as you've said and as peter said especially after a big event happens and you log on you're basically just you're just barraged yeah. with like your own emotions or processing Times fifty because you're seeing everyone else do it, yeah. and like when you I don't know, s- someone dies or something in your actual life, and you're and and you see other people grieving, it enhances or deepens your own grief. Mm-hmm. And to not surround yourself with that every five minutes on your phone makes total sense. Yeah. So I I I think it's a, it's, a, it's something that more people should be doing. Again, as I said off air, besides me because I don't get mad. i was
1: say, you've had multiple requests to delete your account. Well, that's uh, strong. you? I well, I mean, we see them. I mean, it's well, we shouldn't deny it. People Dance are doing it. it. I mean, it, it well, happens
0: because they're cause they're saying you're making on an the hourly rest of us look basis bad. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. give some of us a chance yeah, to do yeah, a good <laughs> tweet. And <laughs> I go, I appreciate it, but you just keep up, and you know, some people. Yeah, make you'll it keep
3: and, being like the pace car.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm, so you I'm would the, never
3: delete your account.
0: No, I no, I would never because it, the, what, what that happens is as uh, as you guys have said, you know, some people get get upset. Yeah. And I've never been upset, and I never will be upset. So. I don't judge anyone else for that, but since it will never I'm happen to me. I'm
3: perpetually upset.
0: Like, yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> right?
3: Yeah. That's right. I'm yeah, just like a, a hysterical. It's a different lifestyle, you yeah. know? And, yeah, yeah, but yeah, if, yeah.
0: if you're always okay and feeling good, like me, then you won't do it. So <laughs> I'm not going to do it personally, but I can totally see why others would. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're far too enlightened for Exactly, that. like, yeah, That's no. a good way to put it.
0: I'm sort of in touch with a more caught, cod- like Mr. U- uh, Mister Manhattan, D- D- Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan, in, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your My favorite Zack Snyder movie, Watchmen, rent it tonight. Um, have a, at
1: Redbox <laughs> is there a favorite Zack Snyder movie no yeah, yeah no there's not no, them good. Uh, you know what, I Dawn did the watch... D-
0: his Dawn of the Dead remake was pretty good that was a fun movie I didn't movie. realize he did that that, yeah. was not, that was not horrible no it opens with a Johnny Cash song it's yeah. pretty fun and then yeah. the rest are just
1: awful I woke up uh, the other morning and I saw that that Batman versus Superman was on uh, yeah Batman on, on Batman. The, on the HBO on Superman HBO. Have, you, have you seen this
0: oh I saw it in theaters for, for the podcast because we reviewed it oh that's right
1: have you seen that Jamie Yamaha. what are we talking about uh, but, Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, We were talking about Batman versus Superman, and whether or not you've seen it. No. Okay. No desire to. It's a bad movie.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a really bad movie. The the only thing that has people forgetting that is that Suicide Squad followed it. I want to hear Jamie. Thanks, Brendan. Overrated. Overrated. No sweat. Actually, Jamie, sorry, I got to bail again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, No, it's 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 really bad. And then they did like a five-hour director's cut version where they're like, uh, you know, I we. You're right. the The three-hour one sucked. Just strap yourself in for a five-hour one because you're gonna want to just power through. We all get a do-over, yeah. Like, you know.
3: I have a question about Suicide Squad. How yeah. did you That's why I'm here. like emerge? Did you emerge a different person?
0: Uh, Extremely twisted. A more twisted He's person? Way more About twisted. 50% more twisted. Yeah, way more um, twisted. And I was actually worried because we also uh, watched, we all saw Suicide Squad for the show, Chabot Trap House, available on iTunes uh, and uh, Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was worried initially because it was so bad, like soullessly bad, like focus grouped, you know, video game, mm-hmm. but it's a movie style bad. That I didn't think we'd be able to properly like mock it or make fun of it or anything because it was just that level of corporate, just bland gray sludge. And yet we pulled it out. Life finds a way. There was enough like weird comic book racism and uh, awful plot points and stuff that we we pulled it out. But it was it changed me. Yes.
1: Is the Bill Press Show. It is the Bill Press Show. Holy cow, we got less than a minute. So it's just, just enough time to say goodbye to Brendan James. Follow him on Twitter at deep underscore beige. Uh, and our friend Emma Roller, where people
3: can follow just, you on. Just look for my essence in the sky, in the <laughs> night sky.
0: <laughs> You're going to now write all your tweets via Skyrider. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. For everybody put, to yeah, see. Just DC. put
1: it out there. Just, you know, just. Put it out there via Mind yes. Bullets. Yes. That's yeah. all you got to do. Uh, I hope you both have a great weekend. Thank you all so very much for coming in. Uh, Bill is going to be in next week, of course. Uh, and don't forget, go check out our podcast. Just look for The Bill Press Show on iTunes. You can download the 30- to 40-minute version of the show. We trim out uh, all of the filler. Just get all the killer in there. And make sure you check out Chapo Trap House. Chapo Trap House. As well uh, on iTunes. And subscribe to the show, youtube.com slash The Bill Press Show. we got some great videos coming out this weekend. So make sure you check it out. Uh, My name is Peter Ogbren. We'll see you on Monday. This is the Bill Press Show.